Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, a thanks to those who help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Thanks to our friends at Smoke and Jay's Barbecue. They're now up and running down in the Maslin area. You can even order it on Grubhub. They're doing pickup, uh, so you can go into their physical location. Follow them on social media at Smokin underscore J-A-Y-S-B-B-Q. And we will uh, we will not be seeing, will we be seeing Smoke and Jay's at Hell on Earth, John Thorne? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. All right. I, should, <laughs> I have to do like a, uh, I should probably do like a follow-up email or we should probably maybe set up a day where we can go out there and see those people. All right. So stay tuned. There may be smoking jays uh, available at Hell on Earth. We'll find out. And uh, hey, thanks to the partnership and the merger between Smartmark Video and independent wrestling TV, watching AIW has never been easier. If you go to smartmarkvideo.com, you can purchase AIW shows on DVD or MP4. It's the entire AIW archive that is available to you. If you go to IWTV and independentwrestling.tv, sign up, use the code ABSOLUTE so they know that this podcast and AIW is how you found out about it. And you will get a $9.99 subscription to countless hours of independent wrestling. It's not just AIW. There's a rotating uh, group of shows from AIW. But there are so many other promotions on there as well. Plus just some extra shows in general about wrestling, interviews, endless, endless amounts of independent wrestling on IWTV. So sign up and use the code ABSOLUTE. And I'm gonna dare, I'm gonna dare some people to uh, watch some AIW this week because, uh, <coughs> you know, I know we, we we've had this conversation on this podcast before, but the numbers are down this month. Uh, looking at my October report, um, I expected them to be much higher, especially since we added a, a new title at the beginning of the month, uh, and. Uh, not not doing so hot right now, to be honest with you. Well, I'm going to go one step above, and I'm going to double-dog dare everyone to watch AIW on Independent Wrestling TV this week, or this month. Oh, Double-dog. Oh, boy. What's going on here? Oh, this was not an invitation. This was, nope. This was not in the plans. He doesn't even have audio yet. Unbelievable. Uh, Look at him trying to talk to us. We can't hear a thing he says. He's got no microphone. Nope. Can't hear him. Well, folks, there's a surprise drop-in. When he figures out his technology, we will let him drop in. But, uh, yeah, this is AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. AIW owner John Thorne is here. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. When our surprise guest, who we had no idea would be dropping in, drops in, and figures out technology. We'll let you know who he is. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, we got to watch some. You know, this is a good time right now as we build to Hell on Earth uh, for people to kind of go back and watch shows that have been happening for AIW. Uh, You know, catch up 
we we talked about it a few weeks ago how hell on earth is really going to be the start of storylines and whatnot but we had we've been having a continuous story throughout the last several months and people just haven't caught on to it and then finally it all came together in akron and uh so that's what you need to go ahead and watch so just really go back and and see where everything is and see how the landscape of aiw uh, has evolved and changed over the last few months at going into hell on earth it's it's worth it and if you've seen the shows watch them again it's a different thing right yeah i mean um it's we have so much content and uh i've been you know trying to figure out how to even manage the content now that you know we we took such a you know hiatus right and then um we fucking like came back with all these shows and now I'm like playing catch up on all of the kind of social outlets and everything else. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we yeah. have just so much content and so, I mean, over 200 shows, like, uh, there's so much stuff to kind of sort through and, <laughs> you know, on top of photographs and everything else. And, uh, you know, I know, uh, Ed Bats took took offense to my uh, rant against photographers a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but I mean it is just like so much stuff to sort through. <coughs> I don't even know where to begin, and I know that there are plenty of photographs that we should be uploading on our various social media uh, accounts. And it's just like, it's, it's so hard, you know, that's what I was doing this weekend is I'm trying to, you know, find stuff and, um, you know, Adam who is producing the, the documentary, uh, on AIW, you know, he would come and take these candid backstage shots. I have hundreds and hundreds of those to sort through that nobody has probably ever seen, you know what I mean? On a, any public forum, just so much stuff. Um, and that is the benefit of IWTV is we have, I think, 150 of the shows are available on there, you know, um, just so much stuff, so much stuff to watch. Uh, and from where I stand, you know, with that amount of content available on the service, uh, I would think that our numbers should be much higher. Yeah, that's a, a lot of shows 150 is like whew, i mean my goodness you're not going to get through all of that uh in the next several weeks folks but uh it's it's a cool dynamic because you're looking at where aiw is uh where it's come from the last few months but also you can go back and watch really old shows and see how aiw has evolved uh so that's you know that's the beauty of uh of iwtv there and you know, with that, as uh, we still wait for this this joining member to figure out technology, uh, I was gonna wait for him, but John Thorne, we'll we'll kick off the uh, the shout out segment here, and uh, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna kick it off. All right, you I, go I don't ahead. have that many shout outs. I don't have that many shout outs, so I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna shout it out to the Great Lakes 
Geek Fest uh, for hosting AIW uh, on Saturday. We uh, had a table, got to uh, mingle with the people of, of Ashtabula, Ohio. Uh, we did a little panel uh, for the people in attendance. Uh, thanks to everyone that came out and checked that out. <coughs> Shout out to the guy in the front row that fell asleep during the panel. Hopefully you subscribe to the podcast because lots of people were subscribing to the podcast at the panel. Um, which was pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, shout out to the guy that, uh, was very upset and, uh, decided to vent to me that, uh, he drove all the way from Johnstown, Pennsylvania for what he thought was a Greek fest. And it <laughs> turned out it was a geek fest. He was pissed, but he came up to my table cause he likes wrestling. What did he think was going to happen with the Greek fest? Like what? Like- There's going to be the Greek food and, you know, Greek greek stuff going on not like uh yeah. he didn't show up like in a dancing or something or anything though right no 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 no, no. okay he's like my son said there's a greek festival going on there's no <laughs> greeks here <laughs> yeah that would be pretty disappointing and uh you, so so what did your panel end up being really um so uh, uh myself dominic greeny and Derek dillinger <laughs> we did a little panel and we had uh, really nothing prepared, honestly, because we did not know what we were getting ourselves into. So, you know, we did like a little brief introduction and then we just kind of opened it up to the floor and uh, let them ask questions, which was pretty cool because, you know, there was no, you know, record. It wasn't recorded. There was no audio. Um, it was just kind of like a free form Q&A session at the uh, at the convention, which was, you know, uh, we did about an hour and 10 minutes of just kind of straight talking and answering questions. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I'm going to say uh, shout out to folks at the Geek Fest for the really awesome, uh, I don't know what you would call it, the, the artwork. It almost looks like anime style or something uh, with the U-Haul oh, the truck print? in there. The print, the print yeah. that they had made up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. They got the, the U-Haul truck. The U-Haul moment is uh, is caught in glory now, and uh, and will remain that way now that it's now it's on print. That's what a really cool thing. You'll have to post that uh, and share it if you didn't already. I gave uh, I gave it to Razor Sharp, so he'll have to post it. Oh well, hey. shout out to Razor Sharp who came and you know hung with me all day. Uh, Dom and Dom and Derek were unable to stay the whole day so uh razor sharp kind of kicked it with me all day and uh i let him have the print there you go uh shout out to dom garini dom had a huge match we talked about it last week going into the week uh and uh his match against uh, suzuki was uh i don't know how you describe it a lot of hitting each other oh gee <laughs> can you is. hear me now here. Can anybody hear me? Uh, yeah, we hear Hello? you. Are we still we doing shout-outs? What Folks, are we doing? Uh, I'm in the, I'm in the oh, middle right, of shouting out flustered. Dom Greeny on his Suzuki match, and Josh Bishop right. chimes in. Welcome right. welcome to the car is gonna change, oh, going to uh, change, JB. Uh, <laughs> I just want to do a run-in. I just, uh, you got some shout-outs for the shout-out segment here, pal? I have nothing else going on. Yeah, I got some shout-outs. Uh, shout-out to Wes Barkley, really tearing up the Chicago scene. Uh, shout out Marty and Sarah out in Chicago also. Shout out to uh friend of the podcast, Officer Cole Cabana. 
Um, Chicago he, legend. He's a legend. Oh, I'm gonna so, uh, I'm gonna say shout out to uh, um, all of the the ladies who have participated in AIW. They got listed on the PWI uh, women's chart there. Big cool thing for them. It's the PWI top 150, Steve. top 150. There you go. Thanks. I don't want to get <laughs> the that. women's chart. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Steve. <laughs> Christ. What, do you still call them divas? Uh, you know, uh, whatever. It's not It's not like a billboard. It's not a billboard hot 100. It's uh, the PWI women's 150, the top 150. But uh, what, Dr. Britt Baker, number four? Is that where she landed? Should yeah, I think she should have been. Number I think one. she should have been Who's number, number one. one. Number I mean, one was Bianca Belair. I think. Uh, we're, I think we're gonna have to Fuck. write into PWI because uh, listen, you can't really argue that Britt Baker is probably the hottest female act in the whole industry right now. And I know I have a bias, but I mean, facts are facts. Yeah, Ruby Soho on that list. She was high ranking. Uh, yeah, it's good. We got we got alum on there. It's pretty cool, but I agree. I think that yeah, Britt, Britt Baker's uh, she's the attraction right now uh, on television and and everywhere else. Uh, shout out to uh, my guy to Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth again. Going to plug it. Cleveland Comedy Festival coming up. Get your tickets. Go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash festival. Dolph Ziggler's going to be here telling jokes November thirteenth. Uh, very funny. Oh man, just <coughs> right into that mic, Josh Bishop. Way to go, dude. Sorry. Justin Summers oh, hates. Man, Justin Summers is gonna be I'm pissed because I'm not gonna edit it. I'm not gonna oh, edit well, it out. I don't do any editing. I just, uh, I just, uh, I, I chop out the the beginning and the end that's not for public consumption, and then it goes up. Speaking of big matches over the weekend or over the week, uh, WWE's Crown Jewel. I know, say we will about the the show itself, but. Uh, shout out to Xavier Woods, winning King of the Ring. What are you doing? We're shouting out fucking Crown Jewel. What you doing? <laughs> what? Xavier Woods Jesus. and and Bobby uh, Lee came and watched AIW Slumber Party Massacre, and I we understand. stood outside and hung out with them for a while. So I'm giving him the shout out. You know what I mean? He's a fan of an AIW show. I'm returning the fanhood. There you go. Uh, That's the only thing you ever watched him do is Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it yeah, was a thing Jesus. that he wanted to do and wanted to win, and he got to win it. So it was a big moment. What do you mean? I know he, he wanted to. He wanted to be king God, of the. Do we know that he side. wanted to win though? I don't know him that well. I mean, he's I been know. talking about it. Uh, I don't know for him at all. Ages and ages on on social media. So uh, I. Just going off of that, I, I would say so. Been the X Division. Uh, I'm gonna say shout out to Nathan Zagura from the Cleveland Browns Radio Network, tweeting about uh, coming to Hell on Earth because he's a big fan of the Broski. Fuck he says, that dude. "Let he him know." Is coming to see the double champ at A L I W. That's what he said, Josh Bishop. <laughs> It's not my AW. Well, I mean, where were you this weekend? Were you booked anywhere this weekend? Get it going. Yeah, I was booked at the fucking real life job. Double booking, huh? Double booking. Living the dream. Yeah. Were you booked at the gym? Yep. Yeah, I went four Four times. Four times. 
Over how many hours? I got nothing going. Uh, like an hour and a half each time. So what is that? Six clanging hours and banging. Total? Uh, clanging and banging. Get some good pumps in, dude. You don't remember that time we went clanging and banging? When Linda McMahon was on the uh, treadmill. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty we sweet. Clanging and banging. You got more shout outs, Josh Bishop? Uh, no. Shout out to the people that make those sick uh, craft videos on Facebook. I'll get lost just watching those for like hours at a time. Craft? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, you never see those DIY like, and craft Like craft, like arts, arts and crafts? Just make crazy shit. Yeah. I'm watching someone build a uh, water system right now. That doesn't sound like a craft. That's not a craft. Uh, yeah. DIY. It's like... Uh, the channel's called DIY and Crafts. Well, that's Posted more of a DIY than a, ago. than a craft. Came I up suppose. on my feed. It's about 17 minutes long. I just can watch do these you videos do any of them? all day. No, I just appreciate them. I don't have time to do this shit. It takes like you give them the, hours, uh, the like. thumbs up or give them the heart, the heart uh, reaction. <sighs> nothing, nothing. I don't what? give them a single. But reaction. you give them a shout out on the Carter's going to change. That's bigger than a Facebook reaction. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's better than anything. All right. Shout yeah. out to the DIY and craft channel on Facebook. <laughs> Let's get into it, okay? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. What are you guys talking you about? We got no plans. So far, we're talking about fucking crown jewel and crafts. Crown jewel, dude. It's on the it's on the thing. Let's get into this, Josh Bishop. You have not you've not been on here since right. uh, dropping the double straps. Really, we haven't really talked about it. You just sat there and said triple straps. That's true. Now you've lost three straps, dude. I don't you, I mean, Broski is sitting as the double champ. You say hashtag not my champion, but you're the one who, like, you know, not to be a jerk, but. That's the kind of one's on you, right? Steve. Steve, let's let's steer this ship, brother. Wow, just trying to get yeah. some some reaction out of the former, trying to get some dirt out of him. He's, out of the a, first, he's a depressed guy. The first yeah. ever triple champion. Yeah. What do you got? You got you got thoughts on this? You got plans? Are people gonna Yeah, it fucking sucks. I had it all and now I got nothing. You what got you some payback in mind? Yeah, I got some payback. All right, man, a few words. I can't spell my. You want to come on? Listen, you want to come on the podcast? You got to fucking give a little bit more. Yeah, you got to give some fucking. All right, right, I put my phone down. I'm sorry. I got to put my phone down. You weren't even invited on this podcast. Yeah. All right, I'm doing a run in the back, baby. Just like the greatest Royal Rumble, I'm doing a run in now. Uh, Was there a greatest Royal Rumble at Crown Jewel? Dude, let's go. Get it together, pal. It's not for public consumption. All right, I'm ready. Here we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Cut that. We're cut doing that. it live. Cut yeah, that, Steve. Don't gotta, cut the cough. We're gonna have, well, you can't cut it because we don't cut anything, Steve. So fucking. All right. What are we talking about here? Crown we're not talking Jewel? about the crown jewel. Oh, we want, we want your. Hell on earth. Listen, at hell on earth, I'm saying it right now. Broski, bring your fucking stooges because I got a surprise for you, baby. Me and Wes Barkley have been cooking. We've been cooking, and we've been eating, and we're ready for Black Friday. We got some surprise. You want to surprise us with the old PME? That's fine. That's fine. We'll do you one better. We'll do you one better. You got no, no, I thought we were what, are you what are you saying? What are you saying here? Yeah, what are you trying to say here? 
I'm not telling. I mean, you're going to have to wait and see. You people are going to have to wait and see. I can't let all my secrets out. Where's the? I'm not Meltzer here. Well, I got to keep my uh, Where's the Brickster? Yeah. <sighs> Fuck if I... Brickster, he's... <sighs> I think creative might not have anything for him. Brickster's building a business, Fucking man. Missed out on his match with Tom. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's... Not focused on wrestling, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know. He did, <laughs> didn't come to his match with his Tom. His social media is pretty on, wild ride, lately. Yeah, you want to ride a bicycle or you want to fucking wrestle Tom Lawler? Hey, man. Come on, bro. Guy went viral. Welcome to the club. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You went viral with the... Uh, well, he didn't have to go through off about... Are you guys fucking table. sleeping or what? There's like no... There's no energy here. <laughs> Josh, I'm trying, Thorne. I, I need you to... I need a Thorne fucking pre-match slap right now. Over there. I can't <laughs> digitally... Jump on like, the I know. podcast and Jesus, <laughs> man. What the hell? I know. Comes on the All podcast right, and starts texting. Texting. Yeah. Josh Bishop, let me ask you this. PCO, PCO is, is announced up? for AIW, for Sick. Hell on Earth. Uh, who do you Not think my... he should face? You Ryan also think Kaplan? Kaplan. Full now, names. Oh, yeah. Would you a big go, Kaplan fan. Will you go big so Kaplan far fan. as to... Uh, like Britt Baker did and say that you will not follow AIW if Kaplan doesn't get the match? No. <laughs> hey, what do you think? One of, did you hear the shout out? About Good answer, the, man. No. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you want me to say? Yeah, I'm going to fucking block board. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first one. No. <laughs> I'm not going to unfollow. Well, uh, did you did you hear our shout out segment while you were trying to figure out your technology that uh, the U-Haul moment is captured in print no. thanks to the folks at, at GeekFest? I did see that. That was a great moment. Well, it's not you, really. It's just like a picture of a U-Haul and there's a bat signal above it. Uh, it's just like a little... It's pretty much I'm a Superman. I will tell you, though, and, and uh, everyone wanted to talk about that friggin' U-Haul at uh, the Great Lakes Geek Festival. Yeah? What were they saying? They're like, man, never going to WWE again. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of, a couple of these to. people said they've been coming to they came to the Odeon. Yeah. Should have, if they thought that uh U-Haul was crazy, they should have been there in May 2019. Did the uh did the U-Haul get your respect for Kaplan? Like when did this Kaplan respect really come? Because you guys kind of toyed with him. I've always said well, respect for Kaplan. Him what do you mean? Kaplan's a legend. Broke, but it was it was it only like a little bit toying oh, but mostly respect. Yeah. Just boys yeah. being boys, Steve. And then, then you have the U-Haul yeah. moment, and... Well, I pretty much have him kill me in Detroit That's also. True. With the, I with put that one up on the AW Patreon. Because yeah. I don't know for a lot... <laughs> I don't know for a lot to share. And, <laughs> when he dropped me on my neck in Detroit, uh, and I saw the man eat four chili dogs and a shotgun a Red Bull. Not just, like, a small Red Bull. He got real sick, too. though. He got real sick. Yeah, I know. What do you mean he got real sick? Like, after the match? <laughs> In Detroit, like at, the psychopath, at the psychopathic records trip, he got real. He uh, he made us go to all these chili dog restaurants. Right. Actually, I actually videotaped him eating these chili dogs, and I just found the footage on my iPad. <laughs> so I think I'm going to put it on Patreon. <laughs> he made us go to all these chili dog restaurants. He said like there's these still these. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this on the. I don't know if the we war. talked about this on the, the podcast that we uh, discussed this trip, but. 
if we did, I apologize. I'm going to tell the story. We did talk about again. the Red Bull, but I don't know if we talked about the Chili Dogs. Okay, so uh, Kaplan only took this booking. Like he didn't care about working for ICP or anything else. He only took this booking because in Detroit he read about these Chili Dog restaurants that have been feuding for like a hundred years, and they hate each other so much that they're, they they like have businesses right next to each other and like (laughs) there's this huge feud over chili who has the best chili dog in detroit and uh you know he's really hyping it up he's like it's like the hatfields and mccoys (laughs) like he's telling us the story in the car and and, uh, uh we have to leave early and we go to like downtown detroit and kaplan goes and he gets about i think he gets two or three chili dogs from the first place and then he walks to the next door and gets two or three more chili dogs and then uh he he (laughs) takes them out on sets them on his car hood and eats them and uh gives him like gives a little review and then he's like fuck i gotta wrestle so he pulls out a red bull and he shotgunned the red bull like that is not healthy you know that's not a healthy way to consume a red bull and it wasn't a small red bull right like it wasn't like a little well all red bulls are all the same no they know it's like like they used to be like eight or twelve ounces yeah now they got these big 20 ounces oh maybe it was a big one i don't know but he shotgunned whatever it was and uh then when we got to psychopathic records i couldn't find him and he was like sitting like on the like ground in the parking lot, like his face was beat red, and he said he thought he was having a heart attack, and uh, we were contemplating if we should call nine one one, and uh, he say uh, he sat there for a little bit, and he was sweating, and he started vomiting, oh and. God. You know, all the psychopathic records people are just like there. <laughs> and this guy's like dying on their property. And uh, I got him a water. And he's like, I think <laughs> I think I should go to the hospital. And I mean, when I say his face was, I mean, he has, he has a kind of a dark complexion. And his face was like red like the devil. Like it was bright red. And, uh, I didn't know what to do, you know, and um, he drank some water and he sat there and it looked like he fell asleep slash died for a second, like his eyes closed. And then, and then uh, yeah, he kicked out. He's like, okay, I feel they better. <laughs> He's like, I feel better. He's like, let's they do it. Out. And then he started like rummaging through like the yard. Like, it, I think they moved locations, but like they had like a complex and like Kaplan's like rummaging through like the yard where he found this big ass yeah he's like oh hey uh can i use this gate it's like a their old like you know fenced in gate and like he's like hey can i can i use this and like where did you find that he's like over there in the grass (laughs) they're like sure (laughs) but yeah he almost died but anyway i'm i think i'm gonna put that stuff on uh on uh patreon uh whatever i mean it's not like any sort of complete like vlog or whatever Mm-hmm. But uh, and I definitely I don't think I was recording when uh, he was dying. But uh, I will. Uh, oh, we should have recorded when I started bleeding at the rest stop. When we had to stop for like twenty minutes. I don't remember that. I, when I, I sneezed in the we went to the rest stop and I sneezed when we were trying to find food and then my head started bleeding all over I rem- again. And Kaplan was trying to put fucking uh, pressure on it. Use paper towels to get this. I remember. 
he was driving and like I looked at him and his eyes were closed. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> uh, "Hey man, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to stay up with you." Josh, did but you anyway. think he was going to puke on you during that match? After all that? Uh, no, not really. I no. I mean, all right. Let's let's get to the heart of the matter here. I was more just like worried uh, about my who, life. Who's yeah. the better food reviewer, Josh? Wes Barkley or Kaplan? Wes Barkley, come on, man. What kind of question is that? Wes Barkley. Oh, shout out Brunuts. Let's give them a shout out. We're throwing it back. Shout out Brunuts. Yeah, shout out to Brunuts. Uh, you know, I knew I had somebody in my my shout out segment I missed. Shout out to the owners of Brunuts who popped into the flat iron while I was bartending. I was wearing my Joshua Bishop Stiffy McGee t shirt. And uh, they could not believe it. They were like, oh, my gosh, he's wearing a bishop shirt. He's got this bishop shirt. And they kept saying bishop like they knew you. And I was like, who are you people that you know Josh Bishop? <laughs> you asked yeah. that? And they said, oh, we own Brunuts. He comes who into Brunuts all the time. He's a big supporter. We love him. I haven't been there in a while. They said, we love Josh Bishop. I got to make the trip They're like, we're gonna get our, We're going to get a couple Stiffy McGee shirts. I was like, all right, get on in. Should have had it already. I don't know what you're doing. But, yeah. yeah. Do you think that Maserati West Barkley's food reviews could be elevated with, uh, now that I know the the backstory of Kaplan's research into these food things? No? no. You don't think a little bit of help from Kaplan as a producer could elevate Wes's food reviews? Oh, if they had, like, a TV show together, that'd be yeah. wonderful. Yeah, because Kaplan just went to like the East Coast just for chili. Yeah, for yeah. for cheesesteak. He went Kaplan's to Boston. He like went to Boston just for chili. Oh yeah, Boston. But then and then in Philly, he went to like four different cheesesteak places. Yeah, but like I'm pretty sure Boston, he only went for chili. That is correct. He. If you can, I give should I give out Kaplan's Snapchat? <laughs> I don't know oh, about that. I don't think that's good for public consumption. <laughs> His stories are just wonderful whenever he's on the road. Just all these beautiful food pictures. He should be, honestly, he should start a photography page. Just like Kaplan eats or something. Just, he makes these elegant pictures. It's great. It's a, honestly a, a highlight of the weekends, usually. He knows how to dress, that, that Kaplan. He's really coming to his own in terms of fashion uh, and this food research. Gotta love him. Uh, the cigar and that the beard that that look it might be the cigars the cigars are great uh you're here josh we don't really have a whole big topic we're killing time and stuff but right. you know what i think was is interesting because you brought up the brunuts people and we had a fun conversation because uh i said that you know you're a mammoth of a man now you're a full-grown man and they said oh my god he's so big you're damn and, right I am. and they remembered uh, AIW crew coming in, including you, you know, years ago when we were at Mount Carmel. I went in, and ran you my went gear. in there with your gear. I went in there with my <laughs> gear, straight from intermi- right intermission. I think I uh, was on before intermission, like the first match before or the last match before, and then after I said, "There's the Brunettes pre-party," and I didn't get a donut because I was late and uh, and I was pissed, and I was like, "Well." Fuck it. Who wants to go to Brunuts? Then, like, 30 people walked with me to Brunuts. <laughs> so, I mean, let's kind of talk. About, I want to kind of talk about the evolution of, of Josh Bishop a little bit. We, we really haven't been able to dissect this from from your standpoint, like, with you being here. 
you know, you, you come into AIW. It's been well documented. You try to sign up for the AIW school when you're 16. <laughs> quit, you quit athletics in high school because you're because you're going to become a professional wrestler. And you know, here here you are now. Like, so if you look back, you're what 24 now. So yes, I am 24. I feel old 24 year old Josh can look back at 18 year old Josh who finally gets to sign up and is entering in the AIW Academy. Is there anything within these last six years that you would go back and be like, Hey man, do this. And, or, Oh, I'd give him a lot of, don't yeah? do's, a lot of don'ts. <laughs> Any that you can oh, say yeah. on air. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, nope. All right. Would you, would 18-year-old Josh believe that he would be, you know, the uh, face of the company at this point? No. No. What's that feel like? Pretty nerve-wracking. It's why I scream and almost throw up before every match, and I need those thorn slaps to get me in the zone. <laughs> why? I'll tell you what. Uh, i tell you what. You need to probably, you know learn how to uh, express yourself vocally a little more like when you're on a podcast what? you just say no yeah i'm not a good interview i'm not a good yeah i mean what do you want me to say no yes i don't know i don't really think anyone cares do i think they? people do well, they're listening to this podcast, listening so to this podcast. Hopefully. Yeah. all right all right all right all right all right yeah why why are you so nervous because i don't want to have a bad match or like do shitty like cuz i there's like the pressure of not wanting to be bad, and then there's the pressure of also being when I was the champion of not having a bad match as a champion, because and then there's like also the added pressure of like I want to do better than everybody else on the show. No offense, but like I want to go have the best match, so I want to do whatever's going to be craziest, hopefully, you, or take whatever dumb bump I can to put on the best show you've always kind of been nervous before matches like this has always been a thing for you and you've always wanted yeah. to go out there and have a great match i know so yeah because i care about being which wrestler. you should but has that gotten you would think that over time no worse so is it worse because you know you've you've taken on a larger role within the company so then you feel it even more yeah yeah probably like sometimes i won't sleep for like a few days before a show like an AWC. A few show. days. Sleep for like a few a days. Week. Yeah, a few days. Yeah. Jesus. What's going on in your head what? during those few days? You're not sleeping. Thinking about not fucking <laughs> up, pretty much. Uh, taking flip bumps in my bed. Taking inside out bumps in my bed. Just, I don't know. Watching wrestling, trying to get some Ta- ideas. You do bumps in your bed? You practice about. bumps? Yeah, I since I moved far away from the school, I don't really get up there as much, so I just, just got to stay fresh by taking bumps in my mattress. <laughs> That's how I learned how to take an inside-out bump, was uh, just practicing it in my bed. <laughs> this is great. I mean, some people, you, you know, as they get older and they mature, uh, a confidence and calm comes over them. <laughs> Not at all for you, you don't feel like. No. Do you, you have to. I feel like no. you have gotten more calm. Maybe you don't think so, but... Now that I can see, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that I can see, ten times better. Because before, I could never see past my shoulders. But I never wanted to tell anybody I couldn't see. As, but my vision was really as bad as it was. Because then I didn't want people to be like, oh, well, I don't want you to f- pick me up and throw me across the ring if you can't see. I was just hitting with the squints and guesstimated. <laughs> it's, it, it, what an interesting thing. Doing bumps on your mattresses. 
Uh, I mean, go ahead. I was really nervous I was going to be a worse wrestler once I got LASIK. Because I was going to be like, well, I only know how to wrestle without being able to see. But I think it's definitely made me better. Because I was like, holy shit, I can actually see the person in front you of me. You know Josh Bishop's back on the you rifling guess. through some snacks yeah, or something? You hear snacks. You hear snacks. You know Josh Bishop's <laughs> back me? on the No, no. Sorry. Uh, my DoorDash is here, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab my DoorDash real quick. I'll be back. Okay. Oh god. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well, folks, Josh Bishop. It's amazing that the that the listenership continues to grow each week that we've come back uh, consistently on this. Yeah, podcast. I don't know if this is a good interview or not a good interview. We're certainly learning some things, but uh, boy, having to pull him and, and get these answers out of this kid. Unbelievable. Uh, Here, oh, he's back with the DoorDash. Oh, what do you think he got for DoorDash, John? What do you think he got for DoorDash? Oh, uh, Chipotle or... Uh, what'd you get? Three burgers and two fries. From where? Thurman's? Um, no, this place. It was like the deal or whatever the fucking day on DoorDash. I don't know. Uh, do you ever order like from those weird no-name places on DoorDash? Really? All the time. Yeah, I just like to roll the dice. Well, actually, this whole DoorDash was free because early I ordered food. And when I got here, there was cockroaches all in it, so that's why I really wanted to grab it. That's really gross. Because I don't know if it was from the food place. Yeah, it's disgusting. You don't know if it's from the food place or where you live? Yeah, because it was outside for like 45 minutes. Oh. In the rain. Yeah. But I carried it up, so got uh, all my credits back. Wow. Uh, so one of the things that you mentioned, Josh, when you say you stay awake for a few days is you watch wrestling and get ideas. And sometimes I think that that is a small thing that escapes people about you. They don't realize they look at you. They see this size. Uh, they see the aggression, all this stuff. Uh, but they don't hear enough about how smart you are with pro wrestling itself, because, you you truly still are a student of it, and you you watch so much of it. Well, yeah, I think it's important to watch. You got to watch like what's cool now. You got to watch what you liked when you were younger. The kind of wrestling it doesn't have to be the same stuff, but you should watch the same style of stuff. So then you like, I don't know, like Wes and I were talking about this the other day. Actually, we were talking about it with Prohibition when we went to get uh, sushi. I just told him I just do what I thought was cool when I was younger. Like I thought a black hole slam was a cool move, so I just do a black hole slam, or I just do stuff that I thought was cool when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's probably not the best way to go about wrestling, but I just think you just do what was cool, and then you figure out like how to break down how that works in wrestling, and then you just try and make it work and hope for the best. It's it's just know. it's always fun to watch you. Uh, with people you know like eddie kingston comes to town and all you're doing is is trying to pick his brain and ask him questions about himself or homicide matches and oh yeah uh cabana is the same way and then that kind of that kind of behavior got you got you blocked by hornswoggle though he doesn't like that well maybe he should be a little more fun (laughs) he's like oh what's josh bishop gonna ask me about how john cena is this week I mean, I I guess I do also probably have a bad reputation with some of the names because I do like to ask them just about other wrestlers that I think are cool, so maybe that's not the move. Like, at the upper deck, I asked uh, Broski. (laughs) I just looked at him, and I went, is Ryback a cool guy? (laughs) (laughs) 
just looked at me like confused, and I was just like, he's like, he's all right. Let's let's talk. Oh, okay. and uh, <laughs> that was it. That's it. Like I don't really. I probably should ask him for more wrestling advice instead of just like, hey, is this guy cool? Is this guy cool? Is this guy cool? Yeah, I I want to uh, touch the one thing that we really haven't talked about on this podcast and hasn't been talked about anywhere is this this whole mentorship of Josh Prohibition to the Rip City Shooters. Oh, it is amazing. <laughs> How did this dream. come about? And and what does this all uh, entail? It's, it's very interesting. Well. I think we can go back to the days when I was just a young student afraid to even go in the locker room. And Josh Prohibition came out and said, I need one student's help. I obviously sprinted to volunteer over there. And I, he taught me how to make a barbed wire baseball bat for his match with Tim Donst. And, uh, you know, it really just blossomed from there. Had the uh, awesome time when he came out and hit me with that chair and I spit in his face. That was, I mean, I was... Uh, you know what? Do I don't know. Maybe I don't regret spitting in his face because it was kind of like sick. Because we just kind of like called it yeah. out there. He was just like spit in my face, and I didn't know what to do. I still don't really know what to do. So I just spit in his face because I thought he wanted me to. Turns out he didn't. But, <laughs> but turns out he. <laughs> then we got to wrestle in my hometown. That was awesome. Pretty incredible. And then I don't know. I mean, I'm a pretty plain Jane guy, like flowing with food. But so he's trying to open my mind and culture me as he says like one night he took me and west out to get wine i thought you're supposed to drink wine like beers you're not so i was hammered and i was just hammering wines back do you call it wine or cups of wine? glasses glasses and then he of took wine. us to get sushi <laughs> yeah they took us to get sushi one time i'm not a big i was never a big sushi guy before then but it opened my mind up now i'm a sushi connoisseur really what's uh and then last week he made me eat some disgusting fish that made me almost throw up. What, yeah, what was it? Did you have ahi but, tuna or something? I have mackerel, so right? Gross, mackerel? Dude. Was it mackerel? Yeah, mackerel? I don't know. It was disgusting. I actually went to the... I was late because I went to the wrong restaurant. I went to the wrong... Now, when you go to the wrong restaurant for a uh, Josh Prohibition oh. culture grown man meetup... I felt bad. Do you I get scolded? Bad. What happens? Uh, I don't know. We, then we went back to... Prohibition, the Prohibition house after, which was sick at one point. Uh, he, like, went to go do something. I looked at Wes when we were in his basement. I went, dude, how sick is that? We're in Josh Prohibition's basement right now. Like, because <laughs> it was awesome. Like, it's still awesome. Like, even though we're friends with him still, it's, like, still sweet. And then he made me drink this, like, liquor that was disgusting. And I took, like, one sip of and I almost threw up. Uh, I think it was, like, bourbon or something. I don't know. And then I had, like, two beers that were not regular person beers. They were, like, these weird IPAs. I smashed my head on a pipe that was really low and almost concussed myself. But then we uh, we just started putting it. He left the Roku remote down, so I just took it. And I started just putting on his old matches and just watching them with him was sweet. Like, we watched him in Okada. That was pretty cool. And then just, like, random Josh Prohibition things, and he was just, like, breaking it down or, like, telling us little stories, and that was just sweet. Do you, do you, learn, um, do you learn more from that than you do going out and having matches at times, you think? Uh, yes and no, I think, because I think you have more time. Say you only have, like, ten minutes mm -hmm. in a match, then you're only going to learn for ten minutes. But if you're out with the person for a few hours, or like that day when we were out with Kingston, like we're talking about wrestling for essentially 10 hours, let's yeah. say. 
So I'm going to pick up more things from in that 10 hours than if we were to wrestle a 10-minute match. Not that I don't want to wrestle a 10-minute match with him, but I'm just saying, like, I think it's you, I think you can learn both. You can learn, I don't know, I think you're learning both ways, but I think they're both valuable, obviously. Because if you don't ever wrestle, then well, who the fuck cares if you know how to wrestle or, like, you know more things? Sure. But you can't, you know, so if you were to put, when you put your match together with Josh Prohibition, you don't get the opportunity to break it down like you would right now, like tape study. Yeah, no. Well, also, that was like, when I wrestled him, I think I'd only been wrestling for like maybe like eight months, maybe to nine months, ten, I don't know, something like that. It was like super early. Yeah. And so he pretty much put it all together. Like if we wrestled again today which would be sweet um i think the match would be different and that'd be better because i think i'm a better wrestler now than i was then unfortunately i think think mr uh prohibition is done for the foreseeable future it sounds like i know which makes me sad also it makes me really sad when he always says he's retired i was gonna ask if we had any updates on yeah he i mean he has some some injuries that require surgeries and things like that and uh i think uh and, you know, I think uh, the time away, you know, COVID, obviously he took time away from the school because of mm-hmm. COVID. And right, right. Uh, I think he found about eight new hobbies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, he's, uh, you know, uh, he, I, I think he gets the itch every now and then. But I think it's going to be you know after these surgeries you know however long the recovery time is when he decides to have them and all that stuff um you know i've talked to him a little bit about it but you know i'm obviously not going out to eat any weird fish so i don't have too many details <laughs> but uh yeah kind of, that stuff like makes me sad when he says that stuff because it's like come on like <laughs> yeah you're so good like, i think you know and i like a few more men. You know, I think, uh, you know, maybe he's someone I'll <coughs> try to get back on the podcast again. Um, you know, because he just has so many interesting stories. And oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like he really kind of is a victim of time. You know, like he missed his window, so to, so to speak. And uh, it kind of sucks as far as his pro wrestling career is concerned. But. Uh, knowing Josh Prohibition, the like human, you know, it worked out very good for him, you know, in the real world. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like one of those like double edged sword situations, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm, ho- I'm, I'm hopeful after he does his surgery and stuff like that, that he'll start coming around the school again and, uh, you know, maybe we can, you know, kind of push him, push him to do a few more, forget a couple of year. Uh, I'd love I would love to wrestle him again. That would be awesome. Well, let me let me ask you this, Josh. Now we actually finally have you talking. Uh, right, no, sorry. you're doing great now. Six years six years in to wrestling, and you're at AIW here now, and you've already accomplished so much in that time frame. The first ever person to hold all three titles at the same time. Are there things in your head that you still want to do and accomplish? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What are some of those things? Yeah. I mean, I want to be in the main event of Absolution. Like, that's like the biggest show. I want to be in the main event and have the best fucking main event match of all time. 
Yeah, you you, you guys kind of got screwed for COVID too. I yeah, know. I thought Justice and I were like would have had a crazy match probably at that uh, last year. What would have been last year's Absolution? But I don't know. Hopefully, I'll heat up and get some sizzle and. What else? Get back that. I mean, that's like the biggest one. I think obviously, like, don't doesn't everybody want to be like the top dog? You want to be the guy, yeah. Yeah, I want to be the guy everywhere. Yeah, but especially you did. You did close out an absolution by. Oh yeah, that was sick. That was a sick text. Except then I didn't sleep for that whole night before. Because I was nervous. Why? What, you, what were you nervous about then? Doing a, uh, a run-in at well, the end I of the have, show. Because I'm closing out Absolution. Th- that was a big moment to you. What's a bigger moment to you? When John Thorne says, yeah. hey, we need you to close out Absolution, you're going to do this? Or... Well, it starts out with, if you, hey, if you don't die tomorrow. Because <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about having Justice set me on fire and give me a DVD. Which I thought would have been crazy. You're fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Does that make you more nervous, or when you win both well, titles? Fire? No, 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 no. Closing out no, Absolution, no, 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 no. or carrying both titles? Uh, carrying both titles, because then you're more of like a figurehead and like a public representation, mm-hmm. I guess. What do... So then it's like, I you have to tear it up everywhere. So then it's like, not that, that I don't like the pressure, but then it's like, okay, let's say I go wrestle in Jersey. I'm still the AAW double champion, so I still have to go tear it up in Jersey. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the show, like, AAW's the best. So so if I'm, like, the representative of AAW, I want to go crush So we it. got this question last week when we opened it up to the Discord, and people were asking John Thorne, what does the intense title mean to him? You branded yourself the intense icon. Actually, I had justice That's fair. That. I didn't really have any. What, uh, what does the intense title mean to you? What What is the intense title? To me, I think it's... Mm. like takes you from just being I think it took me from being considered just a student to like a roster member almost if that makes sure. any sense because you know when like we all start out we're just students mm-hmm. and I mean I still am a AW student but just like it's more you're more of a f- like on the level of the other roster members I think if there's like tiers like main event upper mid card mid card like and then students if that makes okay. sense, and it makes you into like a mid card or an upper mid card guy, and then hopefully like you'll not do bad in it, and then get a main event. Because like I've never been so sad, I think, than after the match where Justice and I had where I won the intense title. Because that match was terrible. Like I, pretty sure I cried after because I was just so sad that I just felt like I let down the people and like the people that like put the faith in me to be the champion. Cause it's like, fuck. Like this was like my shot. Cause I was coming fresh off the summer party massacre where I was like, that was probably the best match I had to that time. And so then I'm like, I just had this terrible stinker and it just like crushed me inside to have like a terrible stinker. Do you but think you- though that, that was like, you didn't really yes. know how to, work with justice and justice didn't really know how to work with you and yeah we had terrible chemistry we couldn't get along we weren't really like friends even we just like there was definitely like just weird tension 
So we had a terrible match. And then after that, it, but I think also, I'm kind of happy that we had a stinker, though. Because I think if we hit it out of the park and we had a banger, we wouldn't have had as, like, intense matches going forward. Because I think we both just had something to prove of, like, okay, let's go out there. Like, our first match sucked. We always talk about that. Like, whenever we wrestle each other since then, it's like, okay, let's not do what we did in March of 2019. Let's go fucking go balls to the walls to make up for it every time. Yeah, it's like you guys, it, it really bonded you guys together in a very different way. Um, you yeah. know, like, it's like, um, you know, I make this analogy to people a lot. You know, wrestling is, it's a team sport, but it's not. And in, in the way that it's a team sport is the the match has to succeed. The match is, is where the winning is, you know, for... Um, the fans. The match has to win over the fans. And you've got to work together with that other person or people within your match in order for the match to actually succeed to everybody that's watching it. And so like in, in regular sports, if you have a stinker of a game, now the team bonds together. And a lot of times you see them come back out the next week and just beat the shit out of uh, a team. And that's kind of what happened with you guys. You had this clunker. And then it, it just bonded you guys together. Yeah, I think we kind of needed it. But I think also maybe you kind of need, like, bad to, like, not that, like, the fire's not ever there, but to, like, reignite almost like a new fire, kind of, of, like, well, fuck, we thought we were getting too good. Now we got to fucking, here's a reality check almost of, like, fuck. All right, well, now let's fucking go harder. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, uh, like, yeah. Right, what do you got for me next? Well, I was gonna what? say, you know, we're we're going an hour in here. We got you talking, but we went. You guys went ninety. Well, let's go ninety. Oh, now you're ready to talk. Well, we have some questions. Oh, we I'm have good. some questions in the Discord, right. so I don't Let's know. Do we you opened right. it up. Shout out to Jay Gold. Shout out to Jay Gold. Also, he uh, just hit me up on Twitter. Shout out to Jay Gold. Okay, all right. Also, uh, for everyone, and Jay Gold's daughter. Head of the Junior Assassins. For for everyone uh, listening at home, Josh Bishop has decided he had to go shirtless now for the rest of the podcast for some reason. I don't want to turn. I don't want to turn my fan on because it's really loud, but it's really hot in my room. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Podcast question: Who's the who is Razor Sharp wants to know who the number one meet and greet person is? We really want to have. Um. I mean, am I allowed to say Hulk Hogan? Can I say Hulk Hogan? Because he can probably <laughs> make a lot of money. Yeah, you uh, would. I mean, you you would make a lot of money. That's the uh, that's the meet and greet I, I want. I want the I want the meet and greet that's gonna that's gonna bring the the most people. You know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, like um, yeah. Sting. Josh Bishop probably wants a meet and greet of who he can meet, like who is his favorite. Who's who would be your top meet and greet, Josh? RVD probably, maybe the Undertaker. Okay, I don't know. Jeff Hardy, get him back. I don't know. We never had him, but yeah, really, uh, hang out. You had your own good. personal meet and greet sick. with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, we. Yeah, I we mean, did. legendary. But time. the 
we're kind of like running out of people Edge, that I want to meet. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. me personally, there's not like a ton left. You know, I I, I <laughs> was trying to do Bret Hart, but I mean, it is just way out of our price range. You know, like and that's Shawn Michaels. He can't he can't do fucking Michaels. <laughs> There, the entire click. There used to be sick. That'd be awesome. The whole click. There used to be like a weird thing where he could do a signing, but there couldn't be a ring in the same room or something. But it was a lot of money, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot think of Clemens can get him on the brother price. What? You think Clemens could get him in on the brother no. price? <laughs> I think Clemens' Twitter is. Ruined any of his <laughs> his office connects there. He's Shout very out upset. to Jake Clemens, Denver Broncos, who lost to the Cleveland Browns last week. Uh, and have any g- guests who have canceled, like Sid Vicious or David Arquette, ever contacted you about making the canceled up appearance? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, maybe David Arquette, but I don't think so. Uh, definitely not. I definitely never heard from Sid again. I don't know, like, other people. Sid alive? I mean, when Sabu canceled last minute on the comeback show, he was like, I'll make it up to you, but I was so mad. Uh, Butters wants to know if there are any collector's items you've missed out on still or on the hunt that you really want. I'm not really, like, uh, a collector, honestly. Um, <laughs> you know, that's not really what... Uh, I don't know. I don't really collect that, anything. I, I got the um, the first five uh, sets of the AEW figures just as more of an investment than a collection. Like I figured maybe in like 20 years they may be worth something if I just put them in a tote and put them in a closet for 20 years, you know, and <laughs> just leave them. That's, uh, but I don't really like collect a lot of stuff, honestly. I mean, I think old wrestling stuff is pretty cool, Like, but I, I don't go out of my way to collect any of it. <coughs> I just look at it more like uh, investing and shit like that, like stuff that I can maybe flip down the road if I'm down and out and poor. <laughs> that's, that's really it. <laughs> uh, Scotty Random wants to know if you could magically go back in time. And we kind of talked about this with Josh already. got to be... Uh, fucking kidding. What's some advice you'd tell yourself at the beginning of AIW? But this is for you, John Thorne. Besides buy Bitcoin. Uh, I mean, you know, don't uh, <coughs> don't think that you're going to take over the world at the age of 21. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Don't uh, probably uh, enjoy it more because, I mean... There was like a long time where I was just like angry about everything for like 10 straight years. <laughs> uh, probably keep more stuff, you know, like just for, you know, historical purposes, like flyers and posters and stuff like that. Like, you know, when you're 21, 22, you know, you don't really give a shit about any of that you know it's just like on to the next one sort of thing sure and then 
Um, you know, just uh, realize that uh, a lot of the things were like a lot of things that I hated actually made sense in the long run, you know, and I probably would have started doing meet and greets a lot, uh, a lot sooner in the game, honestly, <laughs> but you just don't know, you know what I mean? Like the, all that stuff you don't, uh, you have to learn, you know? So I can't sit here and say like, I would have did it this way because, I didn't know any of this, you know, like it's kind of a loaded question, but, uh, I probably like keep stuff would be like the main thing and, you know, take more photos with people and, uh, you know, just enjoy it more. Cause you know, like look at all the stuff that's, you know, happened, how many people have passed away or or gone on to superstardom, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, and at that time it's just, uh, you know, it's just another show. Uh, who would be considered contenders for the Hoss Division boot should it ever be defended? Now, Duke claims that he defends it all the time, just not at AEW. Me. Me. That's the one title that has eluded you, Josh Bishop. I don't I, I don't know if I officially My recognize it as career. a title, to be honest with you. Nope. I don't. Is it don't because really the Duke officially. holds it? You don't recognize it as a yeah. title? It like was like a kind of like a gag thing, you know, like for before we had students, like, you know, we tried a couple of these, like, tryout type of underneath shows, and then we tried them with students, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I recognize it as, like, an actual real title. I mean, it's a funny thing, and, you know, it, it's made the most sense with the Duke, because he actually, I mean, in his head, it is a real championship, you know? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Listen to in my commentary people people do want a shot at it though that's i mean that's a real thing what the cat. hell is that my cat broke something oh whiskers whiskers sorry justin summer's not editing that out either <laughs> I, I thought it was gonna be i thought it was josh bishop doing something over there other than wearing his c nation banner on his head yeah isn't that sweet i don't know where i got this at but I have this sick uh, ten-year-strong John Cena flag I got hanging up in my room, which is pretty sweet. One time when uh, <laughs> uh, I was probably <laughs> I was probably twenty-three, uh, I started dating this girl, and she like brought like she brought me over a present, and it was a John Cena poster. I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with that? Like, I don't want that. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't want a fucking John Cena poster." Like why? Was it when he was word life? Nah, no, I don't. I think it's after that. <laughs> I think it's like you know that was probably like two thousand and seven. Uh, but uh, I was like, what the fuck? You didn't want to be in the chain gang when you were younger. I was an adult. We were adults when that happened. <laughs> I was yeah. an adult. I was an adult man. I didn't want a John Cena poster on my fucking wall. <laughs> I would take one up right now if I had yeah, thought the. Uh, Right next to my Death Row Records poster, I got That's over a good there. poster. I, put, I got a space for John Cena one right next to Josh. Do you think people would death, be I got these Death Row fucking billboard plaques sitting in my office right now. <laughs> oh, those are all so awesome. Do you think people would be surprised to find out that Josh Bishop is a uh, a very vocal member of the C Nation? No. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> uh, so jealous of Danhausen. I've texted Danhausen. I was like, dude. 
Everything else you've done is cool. It's whatever. That's cool. But dude, meeting John Cena—that's legendary, bro. Congrats. That's awesome. So now Danhausen has made it in your book officially. Danhausen, oh yeah. I met I met John Cena. Cena? I met John Cena in two thousand five. I know. That's awesome. I didn't really even care. I watched his whole. Wow. I don't know. We were just like helping promote his concert. We had a little AIW booth there. How could you not care? I would be losing my mind. So what's up? I think the Thrill Bully was the only one that took a photo with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, non-wrestling. What remaining movies are you looking forward to this year? Spider-Man. Uh, oh, when does that come out? December, I think. Okay. Uh, me? Uh, I don't I think, think any. It's for everybody, yeah. I don't think any. I don't even know any other movies that are coming out. Uh, I, you know, I really scream. Like, I think the new this. Scream is in twenty twenty two. Like, that's it. I mean, I, I was really only looking forward to Halloween and uh, the Many Saints in Newark. Other than that, I don't know anything else. It's just that's really coming out. I have lost track of of movies because. You know, not being able to go to the theaters for so long, and now they're like they're kind of open, and you know, it's just weird. I can't even tell you what's what's coming out to say that. Brother, the theaters are open. They've been open. I went to. I I saw a bunch. I saw a bunch. I just started seeing movies when the theaters opened. Mm -hmm. How is it? I haven't been to the theaters that have been waving for Spider-Man. It's fine. Saving myself. It's it's fine. When I went to go see Halloween Kills, it was fucking packed. Like packed. Really? Okay. Like, I believe every bit of that movie made fifty million dollars because it was playing on seven screens and it was fucking packed. Like, Did you get popcorn? Yeah, it was a thirty-minute wait for popcorn. Wow. How much butter you put on your popcorn? I don't know, a couple squirts, <laughs> like uh, really? average amount. I go. You got to go hefty. No, you got to have them. I like to have them stop halfway through, filling it up. Put a bunch on. I don't put some g- salt on that bad boy. I don't give him that kind of detail. Butter, re salt, and then filled up salt, butter. Boom, and we're rocking. I like the uh, I, I like getting some nachos and cheese at the movie theater, but now they do this thing where they give you it's all prepackaged and shit. You know? Ah, oh, fuck that. Yeah, I want like some good like rec center concession stand fucking nachos. I want a know? good icy. With a hot. I want an icy. hot nacho cheese. You know. Yeah, icy. The, uh, squirt thing. Oh, I got a, I got, a, I got a little rant about ices. You know, Uh-oh. like I'm. You're not an icy guy. No, well, listen. Well, so, half and half so or? I'm waiting in this. I'm waiting in this line forever. You know, and uh, I, I know that I'm probably at this point gonna miss the beginning of the movie. These two women in front of me ordered seven ices. Seven. Their total was sixty nine dollars. And I was like, it was just the two of them. I was like, how how are you going to drink that many ices in a two in a nine in ninety minutes? You're going to get a brain freeze. Fucking pissed me off. That's a lot of ice because it took them forever. They got to go, and you know nobody wants to work anymore. You know, so like the movie, the Cinemark people are like, you know, taking their time. And I'm just like, come on! I just want this fucking prepackaged nachos and a small popcorn so I can go into this movie theater. Fucking pissed me off. Small popcorn guy, huh? No large popcorn for you at the theater? <laughs> no, come on. That's a Wadsworth move. Wadsworth is a large popcorn guy. Oh, I get the tub. Yeah. You get the tub. You got to get the tub, and then they give you a little tab, and you can, ref- and you can refill it up before you're on your way out. Uh, see, I can't do that much popcorn. 
Mm. It, it hurts your stomach. You just anytime you're gonna eat something that hurts your stomach, I just take a handful of tums. There you go. Life hack. Go. Yep. Yeah, a little life hack for you guys. Uh, Make sure you drink a lot of water, though. Okay. How much does the AIW Academy cost for students? Is a question that we got. This would have been a good question for last week with Dom. You got to email Dominic at AIWrestling.com. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is a, uh, there is a difference in price. We can answer that, right? Like, you're starting out, and it's one thing, and then when you get to a certain level... It's it's less to still be a part of the I academy. Don't know. I, I don't think. Know if we're no, doing that anymore. no, all right. I thought he was actually. I don't well, know. Cut that part out. I no, I don't know. I mean, I, I let I, I let I let Dom kind of uh, <laughs> dictate that part of the business, and as long as you know the rent is being paid, um, you know we don't take we don't take any of that portion of the business and put it into actual AIW events. It goes towards like ring maintenance and, um, you know, paying the actual rent at the school, which is a fucking ton of money, honestly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I, 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 we do give like a different price for, you know, if you are, actively you know already trained and an active wrestler and you're coming to like you know learn more uh kind of you know polish up you know that is different than like a like a day one person but people always ask like how much for a ref how much to train as a manager like these are just fucking shortcut people that's the way i look at them uh all the training's the same you gotta do the exact same training as a wrestler if you want to do these things so um, you know, if you want to be, you know, like, Hey, I just want to be a manager. Well, I don't fucking need you to be a manager. You know, like <laughs> I get so many of these, like how much, you know, do you need managers? Like how much to be a manager? It's just like, you just want to be fucking backstage. Like, that's it. I don't need a manager, you know, like, uh, you know how we find managers? Uh, they are training to be wrestlers and. <laughs> They're not good at being wrestlers. Yeah, they're. I mean, you know, sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's the thing. That's my biggest pet peeve is the. Well, what if I just come to train to be a manager, or what if I just come to train to be a ref? And it's just like you just want to be around wrestling and not do it. There you go. Um, this one for Josh Bishop. Uh, we kind of talked about this, but you can uh, add on to it. Elaborate. How have you changed from your first days at the school to now? I don't know. Probably not as quiet around people. Yeah. I don't know. Thorne, what do you think? This is. Uh, I mean, <coughs> I think uh, there's definitely a. a a strange confidence. I won't say it is a no. A you know large confidence, but there is a type of confidence there now with you, where you feel comfortable. Uh, you're still very nervous and things, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I would say that. There I mean, is, it's it's uh, it's kind of hard to see. Like, it's kind of hard to like to see the transition because like. You know, I just want everybody to act like a fucking adult, you know, like it's so it's like eventually people just kind of catch on. I I would say within the last, I don't know, 
six months even, there's been more of a a serious effort of like a leadership role to a degree where, you know, maybe before you wouldn't talk to people quite as much about their matches necessarily because you didn't want them to think, oh, who the hell are you? But, you know, this going back to what I was saying earlier, you're such a student of wrestling that you have watched so much and you have talked to so many people. Like you have really dissected wrestling more than a lot of the people that come through the AIW Academy. And, you know, you, you now have this, you've just been more vocal to pull somebody aside and help them. Because I think that you have this realization where, okay, you, you do want to go out there and have the best match, but if everybody can have a really good match, it's going to elevate the whole the company. The show's better. The show's I'll, tell you better. What, I, I'll, I'll tell you the best way to explain uh, your confidence is uh, I don't think you'd be letting Alex Daniels push you up, up against a wall anymore. Oh, no, not at all. No. Because you didn't know if you were allowed to yeah. defend yourself or well, talk back. Yeah, because, like, I mean, obviously being, like, a lifelong wrestling psychopath fan, like... I've read a shitload of books and stuff, so I figured I'm going to come into wrestling and get the shit beat out of me. So when I was getting, like, knocked out in training by Alex Daniels and shit, I just thought, it's part of the game, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to bitch about it. Or when he's throwing me in the lockers at the fucking Mayhall's after party because fucking Britt Baker bought me a fucking beer. Um, didn't really think anything of it, you know what I mean? But then when I realized, like, oh, that's not how, like, AIW is. Like, we're a team. Okay, cool. Like, I would not... Yeah, I would probably, I would not, not that I'm like, uh, oh, I'm a tough guy, but like, it's kind of like a thing that Thorne always, that you kind of taught us always like, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Like, even if you get your ass beat, you still stand up for yourself. That's better than just standing there getting your ass beat. Yeah. There you go. Well said. And now, a lot of good Thorne life, a lot of good life lessons I've learned from John Thorne. <laughs> that's the, that's the bonus program at the school. Yeah, it really is. That'd be lost probably. And you, you've also your mom came and saw me. Your mom came and saw me at work once. <laughs> your mom came and saw me at work once. They gave me a list of things she wanted me to. Yeah, she wanted me to have you do, but she said you would only listen to me. So huh? she said you'd only listen to me. So she she gave me yeah. a list of things that I needed to 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 slide into your mind. I know, and I've been working on them. Uh, I I would say you know one of the things, it, and it's a transition for a lot of wrestlers though. But it, when you were first starting out, Josh, you were the Recipient, we talked about it at length with Josh Prohibition, of uh, working a match with someone and making them and having them make you look really good. And you've yeah. now taken on that role of elevating people up. Like, I think back to, you know, who the match. fuck is he elevated up? Yeah, who have I Come elevated? Well, I gotta, cut, I gotta cut you off. First, yeah, I haven't elevated anybody. I, who's, okay, I want to know where this, I want to know where this statement is ending. Not elevated per se. Who have I elevated? I'm always the worst but, wrestler. But, I'm always the worst wrestler in my matches. That's the best. That's no, the but because though, you're so, the, because you're so big, you know, you can take opportunities with other people. So I like specifically, I'm thinking about you guys have this match with, with bulking season. And Chuck Stone gets to do things that he can't always do because he's always the biggest guy in the match. But you were very selfless in that match with them. And I think that's part of the oh, transition yeah. of, of who you've become. It was kind of funny, though, because, like, they were so nervous. But, like, I was like, come on, guys. Like, 
It's like we're going to go out there and tear it up. Let's have some confidence in ourselves a little bit. And then, you know, like it's making meme. I guess I get it when like uh, an acronym when I wrestled hot sauce, he told me after that it made him so nervous to see how nervous I was. And like I never really realized that until I had to wrestle uh, Artie Mac because Artie Mac was like freaking out because we didn't do we didn't talk about this match until like for a while. Or, you know, like, try and call this match. So they're like, I mean, Chuck Stone's cool, calm, and collected. I'm like, all right, I just wrestled you in Canton, Ohio. I wrestled you in training a bunch. Like, it's going to be fine. And then Artie Max just freaking out and, like, screaming and, like, pacing back and forth. And it's like, giant man, like, fuck, are you going to kill me out there? Like, can I trust you to not drop me on my neck tonight? But, I mean, Artie Mac, legend, though, literally just took that coast-to-coast coast like a champion, didn't even put his hands up, just ate it right to the face. Legend. <laughs> Artie Mac. Artie Mac's an unsung hero. There you go. Shout-out to Artie Mac. Uh, shout-out to Balking Season. Shout-out to Balking Season. This this go kind of goes along with that question, but is, is from your boy Jay Gold. Um because he wants to know how the match with Dom in Jersey City changed the trajectory of your career. And Jay Gold says that's one of the top three best indie matches he's ever seen. Um, I don't know. I think it, like, made it look like I don't suck. Or, like, people know who I am, kind of, from it. Yeah. I was, I mean, I wanted to go have a crazy match, and then, like, Dom wanted me to come up with some he was like well, you better come up with some good finish to make me submit so then i was just watching some movie and they just set someone on fire and i was like has anything ever been done in wrestling and i was trying to think about it and i was like well people do the handcuff stuff and they'll just beat them up or whatever like when uh i think it might have been cena and randy orton they did like the handcuff spot for an i quit match and then he just hit him with the kendo stick a bunch and I was like, what if I just try to set him on fire? Then he just quit then because it's like, you don't want to lose. But then you just work backwards from that of like, if you just go out there and I try and set him on fire right away, the crowd's not going to believe like, oh, you just set him on fire. This is fake wrestling. Oh, that wasn't going to happen. So you got to work backwards from that and like take, if your violence is at a 10, you got to go 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 and work that back to the 1. So it's like a natural progression of the violence almost. Kind of so that it's like when I'm putting stuff through his ear or he's sticking stuff in my head or we're in thumbtacks and we're bleeding everywhere, it like makes sense that like we're turning the violence up throughout the match kind of. So then like when you get to the point of the fire, it's like holy shit, is this dude really gonna set this dude on fire? I will. Uh, I'll say that I think the match legitimized you in kind of a weekend full of gigantic stars. The AW show was not. You know, we had some, obviously, but uh, that match was probably the two of the least known guys booked for the weekend. You know what I mean? Like Dom and Dom had far more juice than you did at the time. Um, So I think it legitimized you (coughs) as far as uh, sorry, Justin Summers, I coughed again. No mute. Um, I, uh, I think it legitimized you as a performer in the eyes of not only fans, but other promoters and workers as well. And I think that's, um, you know, the momentum was obviously stopped 
you know, through yeah. COVID and everything else because, you know, that was only in 2019, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, um, one... One year, pretty much, because we were getting ready to yeah. go back to the collective, essentially. Right. Correct. So, I think... Uh, and I think that is kind of important, too, of definitely of, like... I think it's important to like have the other name or like other people in the locker room not think you're like a jabroni, you know what I mean? So like when I had a crazy match, like it was cool to know like okay, like the other people in the AW locker room, not that like they respect me or like have respect or I, I don't know, like almost like I have their approval of like that it's okay to be on the card almost if that makes sense because it's like I know I don't belong on the card, but as long as like not enough people hate me in the locker room and like guys that I look up to, then it's bad. I don't know if that makes, if I'm even making any sense here. And the, but it's I, like, I think, and I think, you know, from my perspective, I don't know if we'll ever, if I'll ever want to do WrestleMania weekend again. Um, you know, I think we did it. I think, you know, arguably we had probably the best show of the weekend and it, you know at the very least we had the best sh- unexpected show of the weekend uh and i i just don't know if we would be able to recapture that lightning in a bottle again and you, you know like to me like it's like uh, we 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 came we saw we did it you know what i mean like now what you, you know like i i just don't know that if we could have that sort of success at that level ever again as far as i think everything was lining up perfectly for that show yeah yeah absolutely i could see that um i just watched that show the other day actually yeah josh here's uh, yeah. i have a question for you kind of off of that you know when we talk about um are there other things that you want to accomplish in aiw and whatnot you know there is that match it was incredible it was fantastic um but then you think about the Justice rivalry and and how crazy those matches were, and you became known. You got you know, Broski talked about on his podcast. He said for some reason all Josh Bishop matches have no rules at AIW. That's just the intense title. He just didn't know. Yeah, but so I guess my, my thought and question not is, an official rule. You guys have just made that a rule. <laughs> like that's oh, not come on, rule. just let it ha- just let it happen. Come on. Come so on, people want it. Do you feel like though you have something to prove in ring, like that you can show people, hey, Josh Bishop can have regular wrestling matches? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think I have something to prove every time I wrestle. Like I want to go out there and be like, I mean, no offense, to everyone else on the card, but like, I'm in the fucking Josh Bishop business of like showing that I'm the fucking that I'm the man and like just like I think Dom Greeny when he goes out there he thinks I'm in the Dom Greeny business I need to show I'm the man or Justice goes out there and says I'm in the justice business I need to show Justice is the man you know what I mean I think everyone needs should have that mentality would you like if you don't would you like to try and have more of those standard rule matches (laughs) oh yeah I think I'll yeah I have a match any kind of rules I don't really care I'll just figure out how to make it work okay the best I can hopefully all right, uh, your boy the Rip City Pharmacist says hello. That's not really a question, but all right, shout out to Rip City Pharmacy. Um, all right, let's wind this down with a couple fun ones that are in here. 
Gentlemen, your Mount Rushmore of Halloween candy with Halloween coming up this weekend. Does anybody have one? Um, it's well, Reese cups are number one. I'm not a big candy person at all. Yeah, well, it's got to be Reese's pumpkins. Not really either. Yeah, Reese's pumpkins. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. Uh, Frozen. I was always a yeah, big I'm fan not, of getting the Twix. Not oh, not a Twix guy. So no. <laughs> I, I'll go Reese cups. I go uh, Kit Kat bar. Yeah. Or, are those a bar? Uh, yeah. Maybe uh, not a full size, but one of those like little candy uh, miscellaneous mini candy bar bags, a crunch bar, and uh, just some regular old chocolate M Ms. Those are there's four people on Mount Rushmore, right? Those yeah. are my four. Jesus. Those are my four. A crunch bar? What? What? what I mean, I don't really. Uh, what? Is, what is it? A, f- a Fifth Avenue bar? I don't know. I, I don't really get into Come candy on. that much. Come on, Thorn. What do you? What, what you would you? Uh, I got Reese's number one. I got Sour Patch Kids. I got Starburst, and I got Hot Tamales. And if no one is serving up hot tamales, because I know it's a little exotic, then I'm putting in a Butterfinger. Oh, Butterfinger's mm. a good one. Bam! Butterfinger's a good one. I'm, I'm, st- I'm keeping mine. I'm sticking with mine. I, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm with you guys, Reese's, but I like Twix. Uh, Starburst, always love getting those. And, oh, the, um... The the candy apple suckers with like the caramel, you know, it tastes like a caramel apple. Ooh, what kind of house is you trick or treating at, man? That's well, a, that's, that's a good good time one. stuff. That's oh, a good one. Those were those are always good. That's in. That's my Mount Rushmore right there, buddy. Uh, all right, last one. This one coming from A Rose. If you had to go on a reality show, which would you choose? Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. <laughs> I would love to be on the shore. Or maybe it's tough enough with Stone Cold. Just because it'd be sweet because Stone Cold is there. But the Stone Cold specific tough enough. Yeah. Okay. The one where the girl says her favorite match is like Alicia Fox and somebody else. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the USA version of tough enough. Yeah. The Funkadactyl. Mm-hmm. John Thorne. Uh, I mean, it, I would embarrass myself, but I would have to go with the challenge. Probably. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I, I would probably have to do a little training, though. You know, to get ready. There's a lot of physical activity on that show. A lot of physical activity. And I and I learned I learned that I'm. Uh, I don't think I do too good with a, on a zip line. No, that sounds terrifying. Uh, I went to. You ever go to this place, Urban Air? You ever go to this place? It's like in like uh, Fairlawn area, maybe. It's like in the Akron-ish area. Um, no, but I've heard about it. But. Oh, man, they got like uh, you know they put you on a harness and you can you know like jump off this like like way high in the air and like terrifying. Like <laughs> that's why Shawn Michaels is the man because he fucking came down on that zipline and then just wrestled. I like, did. I, I, dude, you you go, you put this fucking shitty little harness on with this teenage kid that hooks you up, and you go climb this ladder, and you try to jump off of this cliff on and and grab this like punching bag. Like it took me forty five minutes. I stood up there. 
45 minutes. That, like, no lie. Just because I go, I don't know, man. I think this is going to break. <laughs> There's a bunch of little little kids in here. Like, I don't think this is made for me. You're an adult. Yeah, they're like, ah, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I start to question it. Not, you know, like, when you get a little older, you start to question these things. Like, I went to Cedar Point, same thing. You know, I used to love roller coasters. Now I'm like, man, when are you I was going to go today. I was going to go today, but it was raining. You start looking around, and you go, man, when do you, when do you think the last time one of these teenagers <laughs> inspected this ride was? I know. I, I, no, when the last time you think someone got up there and tightened some of those bolts? Yeah. So, like, because <laughs> I, I, I went for uh, Halloween's a couple weeks ago, and I was like, it's, I ran into Papa Pepperoni out there. Shout out to Papa Pepperoni, who's in Iceland right now. What? Yeah, he went to Iceland. But, uh... I, I was like getting on. I was like going to get on these rides, and I'm like looking around, and I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. I I know they say that uh, you, you know it's very unlikely, but you know, you Just do hear about these stories happening. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe like maybe today's the day that the oh my god, have you ever been on the top thrill when it like doesn't go up all the way and they got to reshoot it? No, but that's Nick Sanka's oh dream. Oh my god, I was on it once. It was so scary. That's Nick Sanka's dream. He, he, oh, was, that's uh, that's his school. favorite ride. I went to Cedar Point with him years and years ago, and like that is a ride that I'm actually pretty terrified of. I don't yeah. like it at all. No. And uh, he talked me into going on it, and he's like, "Man, I hope it doesn't make it over. You get a you get a two for one." And yep. I'm like, I, "I don't want one, man." <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I don't like that one because I feel like I'm just gonna fall out yeah the uh, millennium force a legendary ride though i like the uh i like the maverick and the raptor yeah i think those are the two two top tier i will say you know shout out to cedar point though they're uh you know if you don't (laughs) if you don't went today they wouldn't have had it going on but and i assume this coming weekend is the last time you can go but they really did up the hollow weekends. Like uh, I, I don't remember it being so uh, immersive when I was there. They have uh, a bunch of haunted Port. houses and stuff. Yeah, they've always had that, but like they had like you know like the whole back area of the park was like crazy. They had like actors running around and like you know they had them on like uh, like had like knee pads on and they would like slide across the concrete in front of you and like all kinds of crazy Damn. shit was going on and they That's had like. Sweet. They had like um, special drinks, like they serve them in. They're called like blood bags. They just like, you know, look like little IV bags, but they got like alcohol oh, in them. That's sweet. Yeah, they had all these like all this like gimmicky alcohol. I always wanted to work at Cedar Point when I was younger, but I realized you probably have to learn how to swim to be able to work there. Uh, so uh, why? No, well, I mean, it. in case you get put, unless you get bugged and bumped over to do uh, water ride duty. Mm. Uh, they they did people. take. Uh, <laughs> that's probably the best haunted house they have there. They like drained Thunder Canyon and they made it a haunted house. Like really, they put that's sweet. They got uh, it's called like corn stalkers or something. They put all these like corn fucking stalks like set up like a cornfield all through in there, and it's like it's kind of sketchy because you know like there's water in it all the time. So like oh, it was st- it's still it's still wet. You know, like the the concrete was just still wet for whatever reason. Because I probably because the sun doesn't dry at all because the corn stalks are blocking it. But 
Uh, so like it's a little slippery walking through there. Um, but yeah, shout out to that. Can I I'm give you guys my uh, my reality show moment here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a bombshell. Wrangle it back in. So, you know, we one of the questions on here was go back in time essentially and do different things. We've all kind of talked about looking back on stuff. And when I was younger into my stand-up career, I had the opportunity to go on a reality show. But everybody I knew, and looking back now, it was probably just kind of like a little bit of jealousy and like, why am I even listening to these people too, though? And um, and I talked to some people who like were working smaller clubs and stuff, like not just people at when I was going to open mics. And everybody said, don't do it because if you really want to do stand-up and you want to get into real entertainment, you won't be able to, you won't be taken seriously. It's dumb, blah, blah, blah. Nobody would book you. And now if I look the back, the it, is the bachelor. <laughs> it is The Bachelor. Oh, my God. I, I had a spot on The Bachelor, and all I had to do was fly out to L.A. for the Fuck. casting meet and greet. And uh, Josh Bishop dropping his food. And um, I called him up and said, uh, look, I'm sorry. I'm worried that this is going to impact my stand-up career and uh, negatively. So I'm not going to do your show. You would have been so over. Yeah, yeah. Looking back now, I probably would have gotten a lot further in stand-up much quicker and would have been more places. Has anything ever become of The Bachelor people? Yeah, I don't even know a single fucking person from that show. I just know it's a uh, show that girls put up on Snapchat that are watching. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that anybody's really tried to do anything from it, I guess. So I don't know you that know it would have impacted me one way or the other. Sure, every every fucking real you know what I you know what I miss like in the like the early two thousands, like reality show people would be like everywhere doing shit. Oh, like that's awesome. This guy that used to promote wrestling in the Akron area, he started promoting celebrity poker games with like Johnny Fairplay and Robin from the real world. <laughs> like you used to be able to find all these people. Like they would do club appearances. I remember me and Biggins went and met Don Vito at Screwy Louis in Kent once. Uh, you would find all these weird reality people places, but now I, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. This would have been probably I don't like know 2000... about The Bachelor or anything. This would have been like 2011, maybe 2012. What's on like right now? The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Which one's going on right now? Oh, so okay. I would not have been on The Bachelor. I would have been on The Bachelorette because The Bachelorette is a bunch of dudes trying to uh, win her over. You would have been the guy, the head guy, picking no, the chicks. No, no, no. I would have been on The Bachelorette. I would have been one of the dudes trying to get picked by her. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then if I would have, if she would have not chosen me, I don't know, and people liked me, I guess that's how it used to go and still does to an extent, then maybe I could have been on The Bachelor. Who knows? But, uh, you know. Mr. Brickster was on, uh, what was he on? I Love uh, New York? I Love yeah. New York, which was an Thanks, offshoot man. of uh, <laughs> the Flavor of Love. So yeah, there, there used to be like all sorts of weird contests and stuff. I, I probably said this story before, but... This guy that was involved in like our pre, like properly trained wrestling back in the day, his name uh, was Brian Backstreet, and uh, at the time, uh, he would always 
apply for all of these, uh, you know, reality TV shows at the time. Like, I'm pretty sure he was like a finalist for the Real World once. Awesome. Was flown out. Um, he was almost got on a, like one of the first Tough Enoughs, and um, he won a job at Maxim Magazine by you know he applied for some contest, and it was like who could drink? Who was the last person standing after drinking all night in New York City? Oh wow! And uh, he parlayed that into a job from Maxim to becoming the editor of the WWE magazine. And he worked at WWE for like five or 10 years. Wow, I don't know what cool. he's doing these days though. I, so he's I, back know, in Ohio. When I was younger, I did really want to be on the real world. I thought that would be a pretty cool experience. I always wanted to be on a, like the Jersey shore or some shit. That There's some so Netflix fun. reality show with people from Cleveland on it. Love is blind or something. I think they're from Cleveland. I got some um, good Netflix. Maybe that's a Nick Lachey created Netflix dating show, actually. You guys watch you? No. no. Nick Lachey had a great reality show, though. Uh, Newlyweds or whatever it was called. Yeah, with Jessica Simpson when they were married. He, he would just, uh, he would just pound Miller Lights. Me and my friends, we still, you know, when it's time to chug a beer, we just say Nick Lachey. That means you got to <laughs> chug your beer. Uh, well, gentlemen, anything else? That's all the questions in here. I don't know. You guys want to keep talking for the podcast or what? I was just topped on. No. I, was, I had nothing going on. I saw you were on. No. I, I, was, no. Right. Fucking I, think, I think we did good. We got through this. And uh, we did we did well. Yeah. So great job, Josh Bishop. Thanks. We Thanks for letting me be a part. I'm appreci- I appreciate it. Thanks for the we opportunity. Pulled you, we pulled you through. Happy to have had you on. Are you typing right now? Not me. Oh, no, that's okay. me. John Sorry, Thorne. Justin oh, Summers. Right. I should point out Justin's thing was uh war well you would have just done that if muting when you're not talking but coughing when you are talking and a cough comes up is okay but it whatever we did all of those things on this when we weren't supposed to. Eh, we're rule hour. breakers here. We're rule breakers here. We're, we're rule breakers. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Anybody for... get Scotty the body figure? You guys see that? No. No. I'll send it to you on Instagram. For the intense icon, Joshua Bishop. For AIW owner, John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change. Woo! Nice. We went longer than last week. Hell yeah.